Hello and welcome to another podcast from the Royal College of Psychiatrists. Today I'm joined by Dr. Joyce Almeida, who's a consultant psychiatrist, and she also has a very own film blog on the college's website called Minds on Film. Good afternoon, Dr. Almeida. Thank you for joining us. Good afternoon. So we'll start with finding out what interested you in developing your own film blog for, for the Royal College and how it all came about. Well, I've had a lifelong interest in cinema and theatre ever since I was a teenager and it seemed something that I have always wanted to develop was the idea of using uh, film to illustrate um, medical psychiatric conditions uh, as an educational aid, if you like, because I have enjoyed and felt so passionately about film, uh, it all fell into place for me when the journal, Advances in Psychiatric Treatment, widened its remit for the mind readings articles to include cinema and art and opera. I was immediately keen to produce an article on a film, and I did so on the film Autumn Sonata, directed by Bergman, which was accepted for publication. Buoyed up by that uh, success, I approached the college and said, well, you know, actually, I would really like to write a blog in a similar vein. And I've got this idea for a title called Minds on Film. Well, the rest is history. The college received my idea with open arms and I set off on the journey um, that I am still engaged on nearly two and a half years later. Once a month, I produce a blog about a film that I have selected that I believe very accurately portrays a mental health condition or an issue that I think will be of interest to my readers. Thank you. And how do you pick your films in in specific? Well, I think that's a very good question. I'm particularly interested in films that have a basis in fact, in true life. And it may be that they're actually based on a story, a book written by somebody who's had a particular experience or perhaps by a director who has an interest in a topic for personal reasons and has produced a film again which has perhaps greater accuracy for that reason. Okay and do you have any particular aims with the films that you choose and the the blog that you write? Well, I think that my aim very definitely is to pick uh, films that portray very accurately a mental health issue or condition and that I'm producing a freely available resource through my blog with links to resources on the internet, uh, perhaps open access journal publications or abstracts that are linked to the themes in the film that I've chosen. And I think that, for me, what I'm hoping to provide is is a resource that may be used for self-directed learning by individuals in a variety of walks of life. In fact, the general public are accessing my blog, as well as numerous health professionals um, in psychiatry and psychology, as well as nursing. That sounds excellent. Just looking at film on a more broader level, looking at the power of film in you mentioned education and, and learning what, what do we why is the film so powerful when it comes to education and learning well i think that the uh, senses of sight and sound are 
particularly powerful senses. And I think as a result, film for many, many years now has become an integral part of our culture. It offers uh, the opportunity to reflect on any number of situations or states of mind which producers or directors and writers choose to focus on. And perhaps because of the the nature of how we view films, if they're good enough, <laughs> we as viewers become completely absorbed and engrossed by the story that they're telling and perhaps in the plight of the characters that we're watching. This, of course, in the cinema setting is aided by the dark surrounds, possibly even now with surround sound and vibrating seats on certain occasions. Um, assaulting our senses in this way, I think, immerses us in the experience. And that offers up a very powerful opportunity for the learner and the viewer. I think that um, this, this could be supported by a comment made Martin, by Martin Scorsese, the very well-known film director, who is quoted as saying, these characters play out feelings we can relate to. There's an empathy. A character makes a choice and you think, I wonder if I would have done it like that. Maybe in watching them, we can find a way out of our private jails, our torment. And certainly Martin Scorsese is a film director who is very interested in films in which characters have disordered states of mind. So perhaps that explains his comments there. Clearly, from my point of view, it seems that the powerful process that in part he's remarking about there is the process of projection, a defence mechanism present when viewers identify or are affected very strongly by film characters. And of course, that does enable people, if you like, at a distance, to use a sort of drama therapy term, uh, to experience things. And I think it's the experiential nature of film here that I'm also interested in, because it offers up the opportunity to the viewer or perhaps the learner, the student, to experience altered mental states and other people's responses to those states. And I think that it's that that is particularly valuable for us as psychiatrists in perhaps engaging with films as a learning opportunity. Great, thank you. And you've spoken about the cinema experience, but over recent years the availability of films has increased uh, considerably in the way that we access films uh, by both the, the medium and the the types of films that we can access. Absolutely. I mean, films are now so widely available in a variety of forms um, that extend way beyond the cinema. With the widespread popularity of DVDs now, cable, satellite movie channels, online movie streaming and a number of rental services, individuals are able to watch a huge number of films from different cultures, from around the world, in different languages, and much more readily than they were previously able to do. So this offers a wealth of experience at the push of a button, really. And, and related to healthcare education in particular, uh, how useful is, is, is film? Well, films have been used in a variety of healthcare curricula over the past two decades to teach psychosocial issues to trainees from a wide variety of disciplines. And in medicine and psychiatry, this method of teaching 
is widely available and medical humanities modules are offered to many medical undergraduates and psychiatry postgraduates alike now. And are there any caution that we should have when it comes to using this medium and films in particular for for our education? Well I think you're absolutely right of course there are cautions and the dangers really are I think in using films that may portray mental illness inaccurately or unrealistically Um, and also in viewing films in which mental illness may be uh, used to seek laughs for that film and of course I hope that in my blog the very nature of my blog is that I set out to find films and write about films that accurately portray conditions or issues and I hope will steer the reader away from such pitfalls. And, and surely the, the, the advantages must therefore outweigh some of these things that we have to be t- take into consideration. Um, yes, I think as long as you've got a good guide on the journey, I think that the advantages uh, are plentiful. I suppose we could think about movies in general terms as basically being fun to watch. And so if you're trying to teach using films, then learners may be more likely to engage with this medium. Um, Films often generate good debate amongst viewers, and these debates can be used and guided perhaps by an educator as a springboard for a very purposeful educational discussion. And we need to remember that every viewer comes to a film with their own unique perceptual preparedness. Um, If you like, they've got their own knowledge and past experiences that will mediate their response to what they see. And therefore, in every individual, an individual version of the story is created. And this is probably why you will find not much agreement amongst a group on exactly how everyone sees a film, because we come at it from this unique point of view. I think that's very useful and I think it can be used then in an educational setting to gain even more from a film. The other important point I'd like to emphasise is that of course film can overcome any ethical difficulties or issues of getting consent, overcoming problems of confidentiality, particularly with patients who are suffering from mental disorders and that, you know, obviously in certain settings would be perhaps exhibiting extremes of behaviour and even uh, violence and aggression. So the opportunity in viewing a film uh, that's given to the learner is that they can experience these perhaps changed behaviours, challenging behaviours, altered mental states um, in a more safe and contained environment. Thank you. Uh, And so can you give us some examples of some films that you've written about on your on your blog yes obviously one a month there's quite a archive there now for anyone who really wants to explore it but um, I have brought with me a few suggestions that perhaps show uh, what I aim to do with the blog is to cover uh, a wide variety of psychiatric specialties Um, so I thought that Perhaps I would mention uh, The Aviator, which is an extremely fine film, although rather long. It's well worth the viewing, uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio um, and directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, It portrays uh, OCD as found in the true story of Howard Hughes. And I would 
very strongly recommend this film for anybody who was interested in learning more about obsessive compulsive disorder. The second film I thought I might mention is Enduring Love. And this is a film based on the book uh, about stalking. And it takes that stalking experience to the rather more extreme, severe and serious end, which is really dealt with in forensic psychiatry. And so this is a film that I would again highly recommend for anybody perhaps interested in the topic and interested in perhaps forensic psychiatry. The third film I thought I would mention is a Spanish film called The Sea Inside, uh, subtitled and starring Javier Bardem, many people may be familiar with. Certainly watching this film, you'll get a very different view of the actor. Again, a very, very excellent performance of a quadriplegic man based on the true story uh, of a Spanish man called Ramon San Pedro, who was quadriplegic after a diving accident and after many, many years trying to get permission to die with assistance, uh, he failed through the courts and took matters into his own hands with the help of friends. This is a very, very good film uh, which could be used as a foundation for exploration of the debate currently very topical on assisted dying. Um, for my child and adolescent psychiatric colleagues, I thought I would mention another very good film uh, made in the UK called After Thomas, which is about an autistic boy whose family finally make a breakthrough by buying a golden retriever dog for him and the family, which helps him to make progress. This film portrays very well, I think, many of the difficulties that families and carers experience when looking after a child with autism. And again, this film is based on the true story of a real child and his family and their dog. Um, I could go on, of course, endlessly, but I've limited myself at your request. Uh, the final film I think I would probably like to mention is uh, Tyrannosaur, another very good uh, film for demonstrating perhaps some very painful and powerful behaviours. Um, it is a film about domestic violence, and it is, I must warn uh, viewers, a very uncomfortable film to watch. It does, in a sense, as they say, hold no punches back. And I think is, again, a very good opportunity for anybody wanting to explore and learn about the subject of domestic violence. It offers the opportunity for students and individuals who perhaps have not grown up uh, in environments in which violence exists and is commonplace, and as such may be, again, a very useful educational tool. Thank you for giving us a taster into the richness of your, of your blog and the, the, the themes that you tackle. Would you like to make any final summary points in relation to your blog and the use of, of film in education? Certainly. I think probably I would sum up by saying that the viewing of films offers a wonderful foundation for discussions about a wide variety of topics uh, within psychiatry and mental health. Films offer the opportunity, in essence, of 
a virtual experience, whether it's the experience of being a professional trying to help uh, an individual or of that individual themselves or perhaps of their carer. Um, films also can avoid the ethical dilemma of confidentiality and patient exposure to groups of students and I suppose offer the opportunity to access dangerous mental states and although that's not something that uh, we're saying or suggesting is you know the most frequently occurring problems in mental health it is nevertheless important um, if you are going to be working in particular areas of of mental health and I think that films really offer and allow safe examination of abnormal mental states, um, perhaps enhancing a learner's experience of conditions without the need to confront a real person, but nevertheless offering the opportunity to explore how those conditions and mental states might make an individual trainee or learner feel and therefore perhaps offer up a little bit of self-exploration which is something I think all of us as mental health professionals can find as a helpful thing to do. Dr Almedia, thank you very much for a very interesting podcast. You're very welcome. <laughs>